Hey, why don't you start with your fun new catchphrase that you invented this week? Eat a chode or get off the road. <laughs> People really love that and yeah. engaged with it. Like, really, like, if you're having a trouble on the road, like, if you're going to say a swear at someone, say, fuck you, you ass, instead say that. And they'll be like, what? Oh, okay. Well, that was delightfully refreshing. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Wow. Cool. Wow. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we got going on? Lots of more spicy takes this week. So spicy. We had um, this week um, a consult call with like uh, a radio consultant. We've had so many consultant calls mm-hmm. in the last little while. So many notes from people who want to tell us what to do with our radio show. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you if you don't know like how radio works, mm-hmm. um, the on air announcers have to sit in on these really like uncomfortable meetings where they tell you what they like and what they don't like about you and it's a lot and like for someone who's like already so in their head and very critical those meetings are my hell are they really oh i hate air checks i hate them because i'm already like Mm. so like hard on myself and critical that Mm. i'm like okay i don't need someone else telling me this as well really yeah yeah that's that's how i feel when i go into them so what happens is like in a regular air check you sit in a room and you listen back to your break usually Mm -hmm. Then the boss or whoever is telling you what was good and what was what like needs work or mm-hmm. whatever. So this one was someone who is a cool guy out of Australia. I love him. He's awesome. He was really good. Um, and yeah, just listen to one of our shows and then tells us what's working and what's not. We need more conflict, I think, is what we got yeah. out of it. Okay. First, let me just say, and this proves the point too, because you and I, we, whenever they tell us, so these consultant mucky mucks are like, yeah, you're too nice to each other. Uh, be more conflicty with each other. It's just like, there is plenty that we conflict about. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're listening to. We like, don't have we to often, hate each other. No. And like, there's so much that we disagree about genuinely. Yeah. Can that be enough, please? And then when we agree with about things, can we just, can that be that? Yeah, because sometimes I find it's like it's hard to listen to when two people are really going at it and like not agreeing on anything. You know, it doesn't doesn't feel good to listen. We want it to be like a feel good show. Don't get me wrong, I love it. I love a lively debate. Oh yeah. Okay, but that's it. We are so different of people. There is plenty of that hardwired, baked into just putting us in a room together. I hope so. I think Um, so. Case in point, you don't like air checks because you're hard on yourself. And that's, it's hard for you to hear that someone say nasty things about you. Well, it's not hard for me to hear. It's more like, yeah, I know. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're that going, kind of yeah, thing I where it's like, I, I already know. So it's not like I'm, oh, I'm surprised by this. It's like, no, yeah, I, I get that. See, for me, it's the exact opposite. I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm great. <laughs> Every single word that drips from my mouth is pure nectar. What the fuck could you possibly have? To critique me about why? Why are you even? Um, so, um, <laughs> so that's another way that we're different in that way. Yeah. No, but I did think it was interesting. Okay, one thing mm-hmm. that this consultant, Maki Mak, told us is like, big five, big five. What are the big five topics? Mm-hmm. Which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are the big things people are already thinking about. And so we just sneak into their brain and like live where they're already living. Right. It's kind of like squatter's rights for your brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I find interesting. And, but... I also want to do, if we do the, the hot five, I also want to do like, uh, like surprise five. Yeah, like you weren't even thinking about this one. Right. No one's thinking about this. Nobody's thinking about this, but guess what? Drugs. Yeah. Or, um, um, it's like, uh, did you ever see an alligator wearing a hat? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right? what the hell's with that? Yeah. Um, I can't think of any right now. <laughs> I need more coffee. 
So uh, anyway, so hopefully placentas. Pl- yes, yes, fuck. No finally. one's talking about placentas. Nobody is, and we all need to. Yeah. Here's What's twenty minutes that? on placentas. People eating that. <laughs> Why? I would absolutely. No, you wouldn't. Oh, stir it up in a spaghetti, and what do I care? Of course. Why? What's the absolutely. point of it? You get nothing out of it except for the fact that you're eating a placenta. Well, I get to like tell that at There's every dinner party I go to for the rest of my life. Nothing scientific that's telling you like you're gonna get some sweet magic powers out of this one. Here's some science for you. After you have a child, your life is terrible and boring. So you have nothing to talk about. So I might as well have a thing here. Hey, I ate my placenta. That's a story I can tell you for five minutes at a dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not true. Parenthood is not boring. Oh, no? I don't think so. I think it's hell. (laughs) Just kidding. Sorry if you're a parent. No, no, that's I'm not sure true. It's really... I think it, there's so much to do. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm too I, lazy. I think that that's why I fear my 40s. This is like, uh, it's not like you're that much older than you are in your 30s. And the 30s are fun. I'm having a fun time in my 30s. It's that like the 40s are the years generally for human beings that you just are fucking grinding out the boringest years of being a parent. Mm-hmm. It's like caring about if your Tim Hortons coffee is fresh because you got up at four in the morning to take mm. your kid to hockey practice Gosh. and then you just go to work and just grind that out and you just get your paycheck is lit on fire immediately because uh, you got to save up for college. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, those are the 40s. Yeah. And then when you're 50, hopefully kids fuck off out of the house and you can go back to, you know, drinking martinis in your underwear. Yeah. I'm just going to be drinking martinis in my underwear forever. That's what my goal is. I'll probably have children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who, uh, who's, who's, who's am I going to impregnate? <laughs> I don't know. Not necessarily. Know. That. I don't know. But I just mean, where are you going to get the kids? <laughs> are you going to adopt? That'd be cool. What are you, what are you talking about? Why do I have to adopt? I still am virile you just and healthy. Don't, you, I don't think you physically can carry a child. I will <laughs> impregnate a <laughs> willing <laughs> participant. Hopefully a woman. Human woman. Uh, yeah. Eventually. Cool. Get around to it. Uh, can I be Auntie? Actually, Unky Jenny. You can be Uncle Jenny. Thank you. Or that dink lifestyle. Oh, right. I know. Right. I know. It's hard. I don't want to think about it. I'm still in my 20s. So I got lots of time. Got I think. Of time. I well, mean, I don't know. I don't know. What is time? Your eggs are getting dustier what, by the day. What kid. is a timeline for life? I don't mm-hmm. think there is one. That's true. Anymore. I think it's slowly kind of dissipating and people are kind of making their own timelines. It's not because what society is telling you to do, man. So. I believe that with all my heart, I except for a small like that. strip of it, where which is like, no, you can't. You, you should be having a house by now. You should be having mm. kids by now. Like there I think is it's like a, a smart part thing of me that's pressure. Do. If, if you want to have a house, it's a good investment. Like cool. What but to like to live up to those like timeliney things? Like uh, oh, you're thirty, know. you should have a house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what's so interesting? I was thinking about this. Mm. Um, is that tradition and religion? Like our generation, like our parents were really into. You know, well, not really into, but their parents were very traditional. Usually, mm-hmm. that's how it was, yeah, right? Yeah. They went to church all the time. You'd say grace around the table or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then their parents just started to not do that like everyday practice kind of thing. And right. then us, we were never like forced to do that. Well, maybe it was for you, but mm-hmm. for me and like my kind of group of friends, it's like we weren't really forced to go into church, and we can kind of make our own decisions. So I think like the next generation. 
which is already happening, is going to be like even more just kind of open and free to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like that family sort of tradition that everyone is like holding on to. And do you think those like kind of traditional timelines are all tied into that? Yeah, like getting married at a certain age, right? right? Because you weren't supposed to, you know, have sex before marriage. So everyone was getting married. (laughs) You you couldn't live with somebody before you were married, certainly. Yeah. Right. That was an edict. Yeah, it's so true, right? Yeah. And now that that's kind of dissipating, people are like, what is marriage? Why do I need to get married? What is in it for me? Right. And that's what I think about because I question it. I'm like, why? Why would I want to get married? Even if I'm with someone, it's like. I might in five years change and want to be with someone else because it works better. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So. And I want to live in the garage of a family of a gay couple raising their children. And I'll be like, they're Fonzie. That's, I you know see what? That. That's my alternative lifestyle that yeah. I want to really go for. Yeah. Yeah. Work for it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Now available on Spotify. So tell all your Spotify friends. Thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah love you very much for listening uh, like the page join the group rate review subscribe cool we don't have those things because we both again this week were like fuck Facebook I know <sighs> I know I didn't want to get into it and we won't let's just move on okay but <laughs> fuck Facebook <laughs> fuck Facebook forever F- fuck Facebook forever <laughs> Facebook the place where even your friends are your enemies fuck you dude fucking facebook yeah there's a news story today maybe we'll talk about it on the show facebook is like doing this thing now where they're like doing human rights violations because if you're you know like a lower socioeconomic status you know they don't show you listings for houses because they're like you'll never yeah. you'll never be able to afford a house just shut it down shut it shut down it shut down. it fucking down i hope that when mark zuckerberg dies Too negative. the code in his brain which is connected to it you know, fries and the whole thing falls like the tower yeah. of bower door shut yeah. it down shut fuck down. facebook gets me so angry looking at <laughs> facebook in the morning like, I start my day off grumpy because of it. Anyway, let's get into this podcast. That and hormones, you. you told me as well. And that and hormones. Facebook and hormones, man. They have a hold of me. Now, I was reading today that uh, many couples are getting sleeping divorces, which is just, I don't know, some made-up term that they, they made for people who sleep in separate beds. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently 30% of Americans admit that they would prefer to sleep apart from their significant others. And I was thinking about this, and actually, my partner and I, we are talking about possibly getting bunk beds because I am so a sorry heavy. I'm that your relationship is going that way. <laughs> it's not. It's a great relationship. We're super happy. Yeah, sounds like It's it. just that when it comes to sleeping, <laughs> not so much because I am a heavy sleeper. I sleep through anything, uh, and he is a very light sleeper. And um, I have this tendency to want to make sure that everyone is awake when I'm awake, and I'm terrible. And I'm like, like, loud. And yeah, it's just not good. And bunk beds is your solution? I think bunk beds would mm. really help because I'm not squirming around and stealing the covers. Right. And pushing him and stuff. So, But you're still near each other, just like three feet above. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there is that option. Say if he can't sleep, he can just climb up the ladder to the top bunk. Mm-hmm. And that could be his little loft for when he sleeps. I am... Um I totally support it. If you want to sleep in a different room or you above, floating above your partner, mm-hmm. I think that's great and all. Um, this is a problem I think really could be solved with king-size beds. It shocks me how many adult people with their flailing limbs akimbo 
and their uncut toenails and their farts and their smells. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep in a queen size bed with like barely any room between the two people. Well, That's wild to me. Because people get a kinger, and oh my god, the luxury! It's like you've got a bed all to yourself. But if you do want a little cuddle time before sleepings, you do. And then good night now, please, and roll over back to your own side of the bed. See you in the morning. Bye. But that's the thing. That is a luxury, having a king-size bed. Not many people have space for that size of a bed. Cram My room in. would not fit. Your room would if you made it fit. Cram it in there, no. I say. Cram. No. So what? If you've got no room for anything else, fine. It's called a bedroom, not a bed and hangout. And I need six tables. And where's my dressing table? And you've got a whole ballroom dance floor practically in your bedroom. you got plenty of room. No. I got room for a bunk bed is what I got room for. But I can see how this happens. Um, Apparently, yeah, you know, the lack of sleep can cause some strain in the relationship. So if you need to have a good night's sleep, it's going to, you know, help your relationship in the long run. If you sleep in separate beds, that's a problem in your relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, Jen, I hate to tell you this, but there's a lot of messages in here with your most hated words in all of the English language. Paul's, Paul's right. Paul's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hate me. Right for you. Hate how often I'm right. This is my personal right. preference, though. I just want bunk beds. And there's some really cool, like, adult bunk beds <laughs> that you can get. And, like, just get a custom wood-made adult bunk bed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm into it. The thing with a king-size bed is that it would block my door no matter what. Like, I, there's Here's no the way in my room that it would work. There's a problem with bunk beds. Trust me. I want a king-size bed. Who gets bottom bunk? I do. Okay. That's where all the lay down kisses are happening are on okay. your bottom bunk. This is not Because you're not going to be doing that up in top bunk, okay? You're not going to be doing that. Someone's going to be bumping it's their head on the ceiling that. or whatever. This is about sleep. And then, guess what? <laughs> Sometimes kisses happen in a bed. Now, so everyone's, all that's going to be happening on the bottom bunk. And then the bottom bunk person's got to be dealing with it. Huh? Rather than a king size bed, you got that middle zone. Call that the. Kiss zone. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Cool. The lie down kiss zone. (laughs) (laughs) This weekend, of course, was WrestleMania. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Biggest event of all year, right? When it comes to wrestling. Yeah. And uh, I like to also call it Rastalamania. It's a fun way to say a different word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But this, uh, what happened was this kid, this like fan of wrestling, because before, the night before WrestleMania, Brett the Hitman Hart, one of Canada's like brightest shining stars ever to go through wrestling, was being inducted into some Hall of Fame or whatever and was giving a speech out on the ring. And this kid ran into the ring. Did you see the video? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Ran into the ring, grabs this guy who's like too old to be really thrown around like this, Mm -hmm. I think, at this point. And like slammed him to the ring and then it was a crazy dog pile. Everyone jumps on there and tries to pull him off. It was crazy. What was so wild about it was that there was like 10 or 15 people at the end of that trying to get this kid mm. off of this man and they were struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a while for him to get out of the ring to be pulled out. And now he's facing um, like trespassing charges. Trespassing? I, yeah, that's right. Assault okay. and trespassing charges. I oh, guess okay. he wasn't allowed to go into the ring. Oh, yeah. So that's trespassing. What's wild to me about it is like that this doesn't happen all the time. Right? There is nothing between the fans. And they're describing this guy and he describing himself as an mm-hmm. over-exuberant fan. Yeah. Have you been to a wrestling match oh, ever? Oh, yeah. It's fun and loud. And, and exuberant. And a little aggressive out there. And yeah. yeah. And the and there's so many fans. Like obviously, vast, vast, vast majority of the fans are just, they know where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. But 
it gets like so riled up in there that it's actually surprising. And wrestling fans are so committed, diehard. They like, you know, their whole, everything is wrapped up in what's going on in that ring. It yeah. is surprising to me that this doesn't happen more often that you don't hear about yeah. guys having to get tackled by security trying to get into the ring themselves. Yeah, exactly. Did I ever tell you about my greatest wish? Jenny, if I had a genie and I had three wishes, probably wish two mm-hmm. would be for a magic cup of coffee. What's a magic cup of coffee? That I could always have. Like it's a cup of coffee that's always like about three quarters of the way full, not too hot, not too cold. Every sip is the perfect sip and it's always like that, always magically. Yeah. I would just walk around with that cup of coffee Always. Yeah, because there's something about, you know, once it gets to the bottom, it just gets cold. So right. having that like really good thermos. Yes. It can give you that magic cup. It can it practically can. Yeah. Yeah. This is so nice. We were talking about commuter mugs, travel mugs. Mm-hmm. And um, you and I too both, we never do this, but we went and got tea together. Yeah, that we, was sweet and wholesome. We got chai teas. Because you know what? It's such a like a kind of a rainy day outside. Our moods are really low right now. It's Monday. Like, we're kind of lazy. Yeah. yeah. So when we're drinking mm. tea. We're coffee drinkers, though. Usually, so. but today we're both getting a nice chai tea. Yeah, we feel so like cute and zen. Cozy. I wish yeah. I had a like a big blanket just to like wrap around, wrap like around a cool myself. blanket scarf or something. Yes, some UGG boots on. Dan sent us a picture of his travel mug. He says he's had it for twenty years. He says sometimes it goes on its own adventures, but. It always comes back. It always comes back. And then sent us a photo of his mug and this beautiful mountain mm-hmm. view. So if you have <laughs> photos of your mug, yeah. send it our way. Please send us <laughs> photos of your travel mugs. We're really in that kind of a mood today. Yeah, like I, that brought me so much joy, Dan. Mm-hmm. Love you for that. Truly. It Thank actually you. did. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, please keep them coming. Wholesome fun today. Yeah. Oh, I was reading a disturbing um, news story today. That uh, this uh, tourist family—they were staying in Ireland at an Airbnb, and they discovered a hidden camera in the Airbnb. I guess the dad was an IT guy. Oh yeah, and he was going on the Wi-Fi, and then realized like you can get into the network and see what kind of devices are attached to it. Okay. And one of the devices said, "Camera, right. IP camera." Yikes. And he was able to scan it and find the camera that was like hidden in uh, a smoke alarm um, on the ceiling. Oh boy. Yeah. How creepy is that? It's very creepy. Yeah. And now looking into this, this has happened before. Luckily, they got like a refund and then that Airbnb host was removed from the website. Thank goodness. Sure. But this could be happening. I don't know. It kind of scares me a little bit. I know because you check into these places and then all of a sudden, like I'm the same way. I just. I just pretend like it's my home. I pretend like it's even like a a more hedonistic version of my home. So like, you know what I mean? It's just like I am free and loose as soon as I'm there. You're on vacation. And who knows who's got all kinds of footage of me doing weird whatever. Yeah. So what I didn't realize about this, but as we were reading up on it, apparently there are a bunch of different apps. This guy, as you mentioned, was like an IT guy who was knowing how to root around on the network. If you go to Airbnbs a lot and let's say you – value your privacy. Yeah, or you're a little worried about it. You sure. want to clear your head. Yeah. Uh, there are apps. You can look them up on the App Store or the Android App Store, whatever it is, that do just that. They look at the Wi-Fi networks that are available or that you're connecting to mm-hmm. and show you which other devices are connected or could be hidden cameras. Yeah, so I would look into that. Uh, you know what's neat? And I'll give this a shout out. Get yep. those uh, horns ready. 
I want to give a shout out to Vancouver Island's Fog Zone. Oh. For many years, right, the fire ban comes into effect. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, but exempt always was the fog zone. Two right. kilometers of land from the coast, the west coast of Vancouver Island on in. I just loved that there was a thing called a fog zone. And you knew that even though there was a fire ban all for the whole entire rest of the islands, you could go to the fog zone and still enjoy a crispy toasted s'more on a campfire. Right, right under, by the ocean. Right by right the ocean. The beach. Under the stars. Oh, yeah. God bless the Beautiful. fog zone, right? We'd all retreat to the fog zone. Now... This fog zone exemption no longer exists starting this summer. But mm, for a reason, though, mm. because where do you usually go to fog zone it? Where's your place? Tofino. Yep. Is Port Renfrew part of the fog zone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because that's really nice as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those two. You clue it. Yeah. Banfield. Oh, yeah. You ever been up there? Oh, it's all so beautiful up there. Gorgeous up there. Those places have their own open burning bylaws. Okay. As well, Pacific Rim National Park, which is you know covers most of the rest of the fog zone, mm. they have what they're calling it's an effective permit system in place governing campfires. So I don't think it'll change too much. No, exactly. Yeah. That's what they were saying. The entire this huge fog zone, pretty much irrelevant because no one's really going there. Mm -hmm. But you still will be able to have your campfires in places like Tofino. Okay, cool. Jenny has to go people. She really said that do. before she we leave, I can tell her one more story. Yeah, one well, okay, quick. Tell me about the cat. Cats, we both have them. That's right. Oh, tonight we're going to leave here now and each go home to our cats. Yeah. I mean our our own separate respective cats. Yeah. You're gonna go home to your cat. I'm gonna go home to my cat. Yeah. Although one day we ought to is this what you're going to tell me? Switch I think there was cats. a story that you were trying just, to get to. There is. I'm getting there. I'm just <laughs> taking a scenic route. Uh, One day we ought to switch. I guess that means houses. You go to why? my house. I'll go to your house. Why? You pet my cat. I'll pet your cat. No. How long have you had to be? Since the mixtape? You should go during the mixtape because... I was going to. That's when I always go. And then it... And then... I don't know what happened. What are you looking out the window for? Boy, the rain's really coming down out there. I'm just isn't trying it? to concentrate. Pitter patter with the raindrops. Hey. Oh no! Why is it got to be raining outside right now? Puddles filling. We gotta up. wrap this up, Paul. Anyways, we're what going home to our cats. What was the story? This is a true story. We all think the cats don't know their names, right? Dogs do. But I can see that every eyes go Gary, and he just looks up. He goes, "Huh? What looks?" But if I said to my cat her name, mm -hmm. she doesn't look up, right? No? I Well, sometimes I go, Cricken! I think your cat might be deaf. And sometimes she will, sometimes she won't. But what scientists have proved through these studies with animals is that cats also do know their names just as much as dogs. They are just ignoring you. That's not a surprise to me at all. I know. This is kind of a no-duh story. The cats... Yeah are the type, right? That is their personality. They just can't be bothered. If the, yeah. They're like, is this about you feeding me? The reason why you live here? By the way, this is my house. I own it. If not, not interested. Well, I got to say, I agree with cats. I would do the same thing because if someone, say you, were just like, Jenny, 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 look at me. Look at me all day. I would ignore you. So makes sense. Way to go, cats. Big whoop. Yeah. All right. Hang on, hang on. I got to pee, man. I got to go. I know. I'm, what are you doing tonight? What's going on? I gotta go. I gotta know. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. That's mm -hmm. it. Right. Then I'm gonna see my cat. And I got boxing. That's All it. Right. So tonight when you get home, try and do that little experiment on your cat. Yeah. Um, How often do, do they research. look at 
whether or not their name is being spoken. Got it. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Bye, Paul. That's good. Big news today. Victoria is the second rattiest city. Yay, we yeah, did it. We've done it, you guys. Congratulations, everyone. That's what we've done for ourselves, leaving scraps of food out in the yard. Yeah. Um, number one, of course, was uh, Vancouver. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Oh. Um, and then Burnaby came in number three, which is pretty much Vancouver as well. Yeah. Um, but it's a pest control company called Orkin Canada, and they release uh, these stats every year. And this was for 2018. We're the second rattiest city. And uh, that makes sense to me. I mean, we're a warm city. Yeah. We also have a lot of people. Right. Makes sense. There's lots for rats to eat. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect little atmosphere for rats. Have you ever had to deal with rats? Yeah, in a house I lived in in Fernwood. Oh, yeah. Funky, fresh Fernwood. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know about it, but I guess the house was like a you know, magnet for rats. Mm-hmm. And so the landlord just left poison or whatever around the yard. Uh, and so, you know, Gary the dog <gasps> would uh, kindly show me where there was a dead rat. And there was, it was often that we have to, have to clear out dead rats no, out of the yard. that's not good. Just wherever they fell. Also, isn't that bad for dogs to have, like, rat poison around? I guess. Yeah, yeah probably. Well, who knows where he was stuffing the poison or what was going on, or maybe he was just wishing them to death. I don't mm. know what the actual situation was, just that I had to, on more than one occasion, you, you know, put a garbage bag around my hand and oh, pick up a dead rat, no. which is the grossest thing. I will pick up... The biggest dog's hugest, runniest dump <laughs> 10 times before I touch a dead rat with a garbage bag. Yeah. It is. It was so nasty to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, Orkin, the, the company, also put out some tips if you are oh, dealing good. with rats. Uh, they're saying close the gaps if you have any cracks or holes on your foundation. Right. Uh, trim the trees around your house. Make sure they're at least like a meter away from your house because right. they can climb up trees and then jump in, right? Get into your attic and whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah Cut gross. off water. So eliminate any moisture sources. Um and then also, oh, yeah, inspect for rodent droppings and smell for them. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, rats. You're horrible. <laughs> okay. You really are not a fun animal to share our living space with. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Bye. I was uh, staying at a house that hadn't had anyone living in it for a couple of years. So I was there cleaning it out. And I was like, oh, I'll just crash on the couch instead of, you know, going to a hotel or something. And I could, and you know how when you're just totally asleep and you kind of feel something, but you don't really wake up. And Mm -hmm. I kind of felt something on my finger, like nibbling something. (laughs) And then then I kind of felt something on my head, pulling my hair. And I kind of, you know, you swat it away, you go back to sleep. Oh, no. Then it happened again. And I woke up and I sat up and like at the head of the couch, like, well, my bed, I guess, but... Was this giant rat? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. How do you I, ever fall asleep again? Yeah, did you run out of the house? Oh my god, I was like on a mission to like kill this rat. I like locked it in the room, and oh, uh, it was traumatic, totally traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell! Like I've heard rat stories, you know, like yeah. but nothing quite like that. Like it actually yeah. coming into contact with you while you're sleeping—that's terrifying. Pretty gnarly, yeah. So a while after that, like sleeping, I'd like any little sound or anything, I'd like bolt up. (laughs) Yeah. Totally gross. I guess it was like trying to use my hair for nesting or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is soft. Oh my God. Okay. I'll shave my head now. Yeah, I want to sleep on this hair. Mine now. (laughs) Gross.
Well, yeah. thanks for sharing the story. Appreciate it, Jen. Yeah, good no luck problem. with your uh, future therapy bills and everything, whatever yeah, it takes for you to get over this ordeal. <laughs> Some big news today. The BC government is introducing new legislation on ticket scalping. Ah! Ontario was doing this a little while ago. Right. Seems way overdue. Yeah. I don't know how it's going in Ontario. I assume well. I would hope so. Well, there's this nothing worse than if you say want to go to a, a Foo Fighters concert, for example. Who? I don't know. I just made up a band name. Oh. Um, and <laughs> and it's sold out. And yeah. then you try and buy tickets online and all of the bots have bought them and they're putting up, you know, two times the value of what they actually were originally sold for. Just brutal. Well, that shouldn't be allowed. That's exactly what Solicitor General Mike Farnsworth is saying. He says the mm. Ticket Sales Act will prevent mass buying software that is able to purchase large amounts of tickets for live events and then resell them at inflated prices. Mm -hmm. The proposed changes will also regulate how tickets to live cultural, recreational, and sporting events are bought and sold in BC. Do you want to give me some audio here and I'll give you Farnsworth talking about it. This legislation will make ticket buying, the ticket buying experience online or the box office better for fans throughout the province. Oh, that sounds good. It does sound good. Now they're saying that like ticket bots are going to be banned. I'm just curious like how they're going to ban yeah, it. They I haven't know. put out that information because it <laughs> seems like a hard thing to crack down on, especially if they're doing this across borders. There's no way you can really like get in there and stop the bots. I know. It's one thing to just be like, hey, not allowed to do that anymore, you guys. Yeah. And another if there's actual solid things in place to prevent in the real world these things from happening but that's eh, step in the right direction yeah at least they're on our side you know that's yeah. good they understand this is something that needs to be dealt with and we need to do something we can't just let it be wild west mm -hmm. out there anymore yeah so if this goes through I, i'm looking forward to see like the actual details of it i don't watch the simpsons anymore it went from being my favorite show of all time oh. to now i hate it right i think it's garbage but i appreciate some things about it. And for instance, The Simpsons um, has inspired a bunch of heavy metal guys yeah. to start a heavy metal band. It's actually a heavy Ned old band. Yes. Because they all dress up like Ned Flanders and all of the song's lyrics are quotes from Ned Flanders. What I love so much about this is that this started off as just like a joke. As a friend, like a friend group, just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we had a heavy metal band and the guy, like the lead singer looked like Ned Flanders. And they're right. like, what if they all looked like Ned Flanders? And then they started writing music. And then now they're huge because they were actually on an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. If you want to hear it, just pop me up a little bit here. This is what they sound like. This is their song, White Wine Spritzer. The band is Oakley Doakley. That. Yeah. So yeah. you're you heard about this a while ago, right? This band Oakley Dogley? Yeah. So I remember Alan Cross uh, did a blog post about different parody bands. So there was the Ned Flanders uh, mm -hmm. metal band. There mm -hmm. was the McDonald's Black Sabbath band. Oh yeah. Sweet. And then Macaulay Culkin's band, which was the Pizza Underground, the Velvet Underground <laughs> Pizza band. Right, right. And when I saw the Ned Flanders one, I was like, man, that's so funny. But I really hope that they don't get sued. You just figured the Simpsons people it, would just get sued like, them into oblivion. Yeah, and I would hate that. Right. But I'm so happy to see that instead they decided to join forces and yeah. then 
feature them on an episode. Yeah, evidently. Again, I don't watch it, but they uh, had uh, that video for White Wine Spritzer was playing over the end credits of a Simpsons episode recently. They, The band got an email from like the Simpsons producers, yeah. and they were like, just as you thought, like, well, here we go. It was a nice run, boys, yeah. but now here we're getting sued into oblivion, and instead it was a... Just so you know, we're going to use your video over the end credits. See, that's incredible. Love that. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, now it, they're selling out tours and things like that. So <laughs> that's great. So good for them. Mm-hmm. I would, if they were on a tour lineup around here, oh my God, I'd sell You bet my bottom dollar I'd be front row with my mustache on. So many, I would sell many of my cars to go into. Oh, I'd wear my uh, ski suit to that one. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a bad reference. Thank you. It's the only time. You'll ever hear a reference <laughs> from me. <laughs> you had a big day, though, yesterday because you ran to a movie, like a late night movie. Mm-hmm. You, what, it started at like 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, 10, 10, I was start time. pretty much asleep by that time. I know. I know. What? I was afraid because I was at Capital Six, too, where they have the comfortable seats. <gasps> and I thought for sure. That's sleepy time. There is going to be, I'm going to fall asleep in this chair. And then a person is going to be like, sir, please leave this place. You can't sleep it's here. It's 6 a.m. now. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> go to your house if you have one. <laughs> um, but um, okay, here's the thing. I bought my ticket yesterday to go and see Shazam by myself in the middle of the night. And when I bought it yesterday... I was the only person, you can, you know, those maps online you can yeah. see. I was the only person and I bought the seat in the dead center of the theater, the best seat in the whole house. Yeah. And not a single other seat was bought. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. I'm going to watch a movie by myself in a theater. All by myself, the entire theater to myself. And you know what I'm going to do then? I'm taking my shoes off. I might take my pants off. Wow. I'm going to use popcorn as loud as I want. I'm going to fart. Wow. I never fart in movie theaters because guess what? I am considerate of my neighbors. But guess what? If I have a whole theater to myself, guess what I'm going to do? Let it really marinate. Okay. Well, okay. That's good to know. But also I was thinking. the dream. Okay. Well, I was thinking like you're seeing a movie at 1010. Yeah. Why did you have to buy it in advance? I think everyone else was thinking, of course there's going to be seats open. We're seeing Shazam at 1010 on a Tuesday. Uh so, okay, but if I didn't, I wouldn't have got that dead center seat. That's true, right? It's true. Did you like the movie? That was okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Oh, well, it was fun though, and I would recommend to everybody if you want to go see a movie and none of your friends want to go see it, or none of your friends have the intestinal fortitude to stay up past ten o'clock at night. Yeah, I didn't get home till one o'clock in the morning from watching a wow. dumb movie, right? But that was what I decided to do. And guess what? You got to do your own life. You got to live your life a quarter mile at a time and YOLO, baby. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of phrases that I am going to take and put in my pocket. But what I find is that movies, it's not like a social thing for me, at least. Exactly. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is talk. So it's actually a thing that I would love to do solo. Yeah. Um, but really, the real reason I did go and prioritize it, because, yeah, like usually after a hockey game, I'm beat. I want to go home anyways. But uh, I did it because... So I would have something to talk about on this week's Weekly Geek Out podcast that I do uh, graciously. Webmeister Bud and Art and Brian allow me and Kirsten to be guests on it every week. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have something to say. And we get some really good news about our podcast today. Yeah, we did. Um, Usually it's just on iTunes or uh, through our website. You can listen to it. But it's now finally... On Spotify! Yay! Just in time for the news that Apple Music overtook Spotify yeah, as the most subscribed. Perfect timing. <laughs> We're, We're not still, late at all. 
Plenty of people on Spotify. Yeah. So many people. So if you're there and that's how you consume your podcast, um, here are some suggestions for you. One, ours is the best one. Oh, thank you. I think. PJ I think Party. So yeah. Weekly Geek Out from The Zone. Between the Stammers is a hockey one. Mm-hmm. Right? Art and Caleb know a lot about Canucks hockey and they talk about it. So if you feel like that's missing from your audio diet, go and check it out from them. Yours is really good. The rag. That's not on there yet. But not yet? No. Oh, is it going? We're working on that. Okay. So the PJ Party and uh, the Geek Out are the main ones that are I'd on say. there. Yeah. And then uh, we're working on the other ones. Right on. Happy listening. On Spotify. Do you know what Full Send is? I just heard about it yesterday. A Full Send? Do you know it's what? like doing something like real, like send it. Like people yes. jumping off things. Yeah. When you send it, right? You're like, oh, yeah. send it. Yeah. Full Send is like doing it to the extreme. I just heard about it cool. yesterday. Oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah. This is great the way our language is evolving, I think. We'll send it off the table right now, Paul. We'll, we'll send it. Like jump? That was a full send. Full send. Full send. Very cool. Great dismount, right? Yeah. Stuck the landing. <laughs> I know a lot of people are getting really excited uh, because uh, this Sunday is the Game of Thrones, uh, what's it called? Like, premiere of a new season? Is that what it is? It's the last six episodes. It's It's only six episodes, hey? Yeah, but they're all like two and a half hours long or some insane thing like that. Okay. Um, This is an interesting time for me because I have to say I feel a little left out not watching Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, well, Brian, our music director... DJ Brian Boitano of the mixtape, he's having a, a potluck dinner yep. to celebrate the premiere and inviting everyone from work over for like a nice social gathering. And he was like, oh, Jen, you want to come? Oh, wait. Yeah, you don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it'll probably be pretty boring for you. And I was like, well, can I can I come before and like still like be a part of the social gathering and, and, and have a potluck with you guys and maybe, maybe make you all some banana bread or something? He's like, yeah, you could. And then just like leave for the Game of Thrones part. Yeah, please go. You might want to watch it one day. We don't want to spoil anything for you. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. What I want to say about you, I want to pay you a very high compliment right now. Wow, really? I, yeah, oh yeah. I love that you have not watched the show. You've chosen not to engage in the show. And I think for an interesting reason too, we kind of talked about it earlier. When I, we talk about how like, I go through life kind of like with barely a pulse, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing phases me. I'm chill. I don't care about literally anything. So when I go to watch a TV show, I want to be engaged. I want that show to like reach into my brain and like demand a lot of me. Okay. Whereas you are kind of like, you're kind of more, you know, it's like your needle's moving a lot all the time anyways, just in day-to-day life. Yeah. And so for you, when you go sit down and watch a TV show, you want something that's just going to wash over you, mindless, yeah. bachelor, look at these attractive people fighting over each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Not going to challenge your cerebral Not too much. Too I mean, much? I do love like watching documentaries and things like sure. that too, but when yeah. I come home from work, I'm not putting on a whole bunch of people killing each other right. and dragons fighting. It's right. just not what I do. I kind of like to chill out and not think. So I think that's interesting about why you've chosen not to and why I like that's the only type of show mm-hmm. I enjoy. But more, I really love that you're not going around yelling to everybody and posting on social media. Hey, hey everyone, I don't watch this. Hey, everyone, isn't this a personality trait? No. Hey, I'm different, everyone, because I don't watch a popular thing. 
You just have chosen not to, and you might get around to it one day, but you haven't yet, and big yeah. whoop. Yeah. It's popular for a reason. Yes. It's a good show, and I understand that. I have never watched a single blah, blah, blah of Primal Ferv. Oh, great. You're more interesting as a person? No, you're just missing out. So shut yeah. your Well, gob. that's how I feel, is I feel like I'm missing out a little bit. And I will watch it once everything is released and I can just binge it all and I'm in a place where my head is okay with what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but have fun this weekend, everyone, if you're watching Game of Thrones. Thanks. Get your friends together. Have that potluck. It's fun to be a part of something. And it is. It is. I feel left out. So everyone's yip-yapping about this black hole out in outer space, right? And the yeah. picture of it. It's really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very cool. First photo ever of a black hole. That's incredible. Yeah. And uh, the young woman who put together the technology and everything yeah. to make it possible. I mean, yeah. Her, we should all... <laughs> I'm such a... Butthole. I don't even... Like, <laughs> like I don't know her name. And I, I was about to say, her name should be just as... Everyone should know her name just as much as Neil Armstrong. I don't actually know her name. Do you have it pulled yeah, up there? What I is do. It? It's Katie something. <laughs> <laughs> You're just as bad. <laughs> No, I just can't remember her last name. Katie Bauman. All right. Let's all remember Katie Bauman. Yeah. She only graduated in 2011 from from university. It's pretty wild. Yeah. That's incredible. It is huge. Yeah. Oh, I meant, I didn't mean big whoop facetiously. No, it is a big whoop. Big whoop. It is. Um, now, here's what I'm hearing. It looks like the eye of People say, yeah. Sauron. Okay. So go ahead. What do you think? Eye of Sauron. You thought of that today without yeah. anyone telling you that? Yeah. I think it looks like that. And the news said it today as well. Yeah. I think it's common. Sure. I Look guess. Look at it. Yeah. It looks like a blurry photo of, uh, of the eye, eye of Sauron. Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Sauron. So he has like a big time Lord of the Rings fan. I guess. I'm not really seeing it. No. I, yeah. I mean, like. I guess if you had a fleeting understanding of what the Eye of Sauron was and represented, mm -hmm. you would think that, but you a true fan that. would know that. Want to hear an impression of the Eye of Sauron? Mm. I see you. There is no light. In the void. I hope that's what the black hole sounds like, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Next, Katie Bauman, let's get a yeah, microphone out there. See yeah, what it see what sounds, it sounds like. like. Well, we already know. It sounds like what Paul did. <laughs> so cool, though. I am? I, no, no, the oh, black no. hole oh, no, and no, all the work oh, no, that went no, into taking a photo not. of it. <laughs> oh, I forgot a thing of spaghetti in the microwave. Like Ooh, you've ago. been eating spaghetti every day. Shut, shut, <laughs> like, shut that up. It's your go-to, eh? Yeah. Yeah, spaghetti's good, though. I got to do that thing that you do where you get a box of food delivered to you once a week, and then it's healthy, right? Yeah, it's not bad. What? Sometimes it's not great, but it's pretty good. You were mad at the food you had last night? Yeah. What I only had it? a few bites of it. It's just like a chicken breast with like some spices. It wasn't, it wasn't that good. It, there's nothing like I like sauce, man. Like mm. I love chicken with sauce all over it. If it's yeah. like kind of dry spices, I'm not into it. So, so you know, you subscribe to one of these box services, very yeah. popular. I get it, but there's nothing saying that you have to stick exactly to their recipe. If the yeah. chicken's a little dry, then you go get into the fridge and get that chipotle aioli out and douse that. Yeah, I should probably do that. Yeah. Anyway.
This is a wild story. We knew that uh, distracted driving laws have been tightened quite a bit. Yeah, as and, they should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is kind of a, a wild story, and, it, and it's kind of uh, making me think about how I use my phone in the car. Uh, a BC driver has been found guilty of using a cell phone while behind the wheel, even though the battery was completely dead. So the judge said that since it was in arm's reach and using distance, that um, it didn't matter. That's it. You could have been touching it. Well, that's really lovely and introspective of you, Jenny West, to make this story, make you rethink how you use the phone in the car. It is making me well, enraged. I'm this is infuriating. The judge <laughs> found that this guy was using the device, even though the battery was dead, mm-hmm. because it was, quote, in a position in which it may be used. As defined under the Motor Vehicle Act. If that is how that law is defined, then whoever wrote the law farmed it. Uh, you farmed the writing of the law because if it's ba- if the battery is dead, mm-hmm. that is literally the definition of it being in a position where it cannot be used. Yeah. They said that the judge ruled a dead battery does not override the wording in the Motor Vehicle Act. Ridiculous! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I do feel for this person because they clearly were not using their phone if the battery was dead. Um, they said also that one earbud is okay for drivers, but two can result in a fine. That's yeah. something I did not know either. That's the other weird, like, hinky thing in this mm-hmm. case is that the guy had, like, his earbuds in. And that, again, one, even though the phone was dead, that for some reason made it more like he was using it. Ridiculous. In this case, this judge, like... I, have you used a phone ever in your life? Do you know how it works? If I was a, like a lawyer or am I defending in this case, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'd be in contempt of course because I'd be, I'd be yelling and screaming about this. Yeah. This would be my defense. I'd be like plugging my ears and, and like just stomping back and forth in the courtroom going, <laughs> Don't think that would the get very far. battery was dead. Judge, grab a brain, dude, is what I would be saying. Um, how is this possible? Yeah, that's pretty You're wild. out of order. This whole system is out of oh order, God. is what I'd be saying. They'd be like, uh, can you please stop raising your voice at me? Oh, Thank I'd you. be in contempt. I'd be, that was it. I'd be, that would be out. The grab a brain quote <laughs> grab in particular. A brain. Grab a brain, judge, is what I would say. And I'd be in contempt of court. Anyway, the, the person ended up getting, what was it, $368 fine. Plus four penalty points, as well as an insurance uh, corporation of BC penalty fee of $210. Yowza, that's a lot of money for not using your phone in your car. The battery was <laughs> dead. Judge, the battery is dead in your brain, my dude. That's what I'd say. Grab a brain, charge your battery. Try to charge your brain battery. Paul, you hear about this contest, the bumpiest road in Victoria contest. The bumpiest the- road. Yeah, I guess there's a problem with potholes in Victoria, especially this time of year when it starts to get warmer. It creates a lot of potholes. Anyway, do you know the group, the Grumpy Taxpayers of Victoria? Okay. It's like a Facebook group or, okay. and they have a website. Yeah. Um, I guess they want to... I bet to- the website's really professional looking. <laughs> we already checked it. <laughs> but... Um, Did they use a Wix or a uh, Squarespace? I don't know. No, it doesn't look like it. Anyway, they just want to, you know... Show shine some light on maybe uh, the city putting more time and effort and money into the roads and oh, making okay. sure that they're you know safe for everyone to drive. So, so it's they, a contest. They decided to make a contest. You can send in your story about uh, the worst roads in Victoria, the bumpiest roads, hmm. and then you get entered. And then one person get this, you could win a free lunch valued up to ten dollars. <laughs> 
Uh, Zarina, we actually have someone on the line. Oh. That free lunch is as good as mine. Oh, no, Jenny. Oh, no, is that who I think it is? I think it is. Oh, I hate this guy. It's Yo Plastino. Through a strict regimen of yoga and meditation, Paul Plastino was able to purge his body of all negative aspects. Unbeknownst to him, those aspects merged together in the Mirror Universe X to form Heel Plastino, who sometimes makes crank phone calls to our hero. sound in the background well i am grumpy and obviously there's just so many bumpy roads but i'm just gonna make sure that i'm gonna win this, this free sandwich or whatever it is so you so you're gonna make a bumpy road yeah it sounds like a jackhammer are you making your road bumpier i don't have to listen to this i've got work to do and guess what i'm not suckling off the taxpayer teeth like all you socialists okay that's great uh, it's, it's good that you called Thanks a lot, Heal. Well, I'm sure you're going to win that $10 lunch. And while I'm at it out here, I'm going to go back to doing what I love best. No! Wiping my butt with the Canadian flag. Uh... I bet there's no potholes in your precious bike lanes. Chew one! Saw this last night that there's a new series of promotional videos coming out and being released to help uh, bring a new image to downtown Victoria. What? Draws you downtown. What do you feel like you are when you're downtown? Mm-hmm. It is your place to be. So there's eight videos out now, eight very different and unique perspectives of why these people love being in downtown Victoria, whether or not they even live there. Yeah. What brings them down there. Now, I saw this, of course, last night on the internet. And oh. people, most of the comments on the uh, the article were just like, I hate downtown. It smells like pee, and I had to step over a person who was more poor than me. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't find a place to park. Lousy bike lanes. You know, it's like a mm-hmm. lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts because, like, I love downtown. I love being downtown. We have a beautiful downtown we such core. A nice downtown. We do. And that's what brought me to Victoria. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it, I came here for my internship just like for one month and I just fell in love with it mm. because I just loved walking around downtown. I love the history in this mm-hmm. city and learning about it. I think that like it's just absolutely gorgeous. I thought there were so many cool little gems like alleyways and cool like courtyards and things like that. And I, I really just loved it. Yeah. Um, and of course, like in the media, you, you'll you kind of see that there's a focus on the negative. So I do like that they're trying to make it a positive thing. Me I think too. that's cute. That's nice. Absolutely. You can go to this website, yourplace2byyj.ca. If you would like to get in on this, mm-hmm. honestly, I think you and I are going to make like a joke version of this video. Yeah. Um, just for funsies. But yeah. if you want to make a real one, you can go and apply and uh, they would love for you to send them your story and be featured in these videos of why you love downtown Victoria so much and look at if you don't want to make a video great but if you have you know i love for downtown victoria mm-hmm. put your money where your mouth is there is so much of this like negative whining and like oh it's not as nice and i can't find a place to park and all this going on so you know we've seen it happen before the people who do love downtown victoria go and love the hell out of it mm-hmm. go do your shopping go you know what i mean don't go to the Outside places and malls with lots of parking, head downtown. Mm-hmm. Head downtown for coffee, head downtown for brunch, head, 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 down, 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 downtown. Mm-hmm. Show it the love that you love it. <laughs>
Adam, who's a real good zoner, who um, <laughs> texted us earlier and told mm-hmm. us that he got off work a little bit early. Yeah. Like, finished all his work two hours early. Construction worker. Decided to take that two hours, go home, and uh, talk to his daughter's cat. That's perfect. It's so classic, right? Dads are always like, we're not getting a cat. And then you get the cat, and they love the cat more than anyone. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk to your cat. Someone told me that the other day. They're like, hey, what kind of cat you got? And I was like, oh, like a ragdoll or, or like a Siamese. I don't know. She's a something. Yeah. And they're like, you need to talk to them. They, they want to chat with you. So true. So talk with them. And I spent the whole morning talking to my cat. And it works out nicely because it's International Pet Day, apparently, mm-hmm. which is a thing. Well, yeah, I talk to my cat too all the time. I tell her that she's pretty. Okay, you got to keep her humble, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not cats. Cats know that they're pretty. So yeah, they just they just reaffirm them. Yeah, today I am seeing this International or National Pet Day or whatever on Twitter. But is this a actual day or is it just to promote this secret life of pets too? Or like pet cemeteries. <laughs> Both movies that are coming out right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I like pet day. That's nice. It is nice. Mm-hmm. Happy pet day to everyone. Okay, let's touch no, on this. No, I know it's sad, no. but it's important. Okay, so, so it was sad. the biggest news story earlier this week. Over in Esquimalt, the, uh, there was a big fire in an apartment building, and unfortunately, um, a, a woman, an older woman, died in her apartment. They couldn't get her out. Yeah, and the cat was in there too. So sad. Her cat was in the apartment, jumped from the fourth floor, and now they are desperately trying to find this cat. Yeah. You know? Heartbreaking. Its name's Blueberry. It's two to four years old. It's a ragdoll Siamese cross, just like my cat. Mm -hmm. Medium long hair, just like my cat. Bright blue eyes, just like my cat. So, especially in the Esquimalt area, please keep an eye out for Blueberry. And then, Mm -hmm. you know who to get in touch with is uh, Fleck. Mm -hmm. Find lost, escaped cats. They and them and Fled with the dogs do the Lord's work. They do the greatest. So. Hug your cat extra tight today. Unless they don't want that, then just pat them on the head once or twice. (laughs) Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud, resident geek for The Zone at 91.3, and since 2012, I've been talking geeky stuff with Dylan and Jason, Wednesdays at 7.20 in the morning zone. Stuff like apps and websites and gadgets and toys, but also handy tips on staying safe online, making your life needlessly more silly, or just better living through geekiness. So it's Bud's Weekly Geek Out, and it's on the radio, but it's also a podcast. So if you'd like to be a little bit more geeky, please subscribe at thezone.fm slash podcast, or find it wherever fine podcasts are sold. Bye!